Good afternoon. Welcome to the Council's Connection. I am your host, Fabian Vicks. And on today's episode, we're going to continue on with the Ask a National Model to talk about Manage and Assess. We're also going to have a special guest, uh, Africa Hamilton from Howard Middle School, is going to come on with us for a little chat. And my final thought on unexpected expectations. This part of the show, we would say, Lego. As you all know, the Ask a National model has been upgraded to the fourth edition. And some things have changed a little bit. For instance, the components, of course, are turned to action verbs. And what we're going to discuss today in this first segment, we're going to talk about the manage component, which used to be management. It helps us effectively and efficiently manage our program. And with our position over the last, we'll say, recency, uh, six, seven years, our position is now more of a data-focused, data-driven position now, where we're involved a lot more with our continuous improvement plans or how we closing the gap in achievement or behavior data or attendance and, and how we're making marks and how we improving those, those baseline numbers to numbers where we want to show growth in all students where our position has now shown that we affect all three parts of the student academically social emotionally and career readiness so those are the those are foundational points of asking why not change it over to help focus on that and make it more proactive and actionary for for counselors to to show that we are more than just somebody that helps kids find careers or somebody that um you know, just help with financial aid. We're we're more than that. And in the managed portion of the tab, though, it has two sections now where it's program focus and program planning. Um, the mission, beliefs, and mission, vision statements of the third edition now fall under the program focus. Uh, there's not a lot of changes. They just changed the name of it. You have program planning, which has use of data, uh, school data profile, program goals, action plan, lesson plans, calendars, annual agreement, use of time assessment, and advisory council. Those those um, sections fall under program planning. Of course, all that, all those sections really is is part of the data that you're collecting for your program. And when you start advisory council, nothing nothing's really changed under that section. Only thing is, my is a template for the agenda and minutes has been has been added onto it as a guide for your meetings. Of course, you know when you have your advisory council, you you know the ramp rubric. You have a, some teachers, uh, parent, student, administrator, counseling department, and and a board member to fill those roles and you take the minutes and make sure you use the feedback from those members of that team to to drive your counseling program. 
annual agreements changed into the annual administrative conference where it's showing that it's a formal discussion between you and your administrator about the goals for the council program. And one thing I like about the annual administrative conference now, on that form it has on there, you can show data from last year where you, how your time was spent from the previous year and your goals for this year. And that can really advocate for some duties to be eased off of your caseload. And it's a blessing to have that on there because especially with doing RAMP and you have a goal of putting together a comprehensive program, you need all the data you use to advocate for some things that can be pushed along or not pushed along, but be assigned to somebody else that's more capable of doing those, those duties or someone that will be able to fulfill that role more effectively. I'm not saying we can't do it effectively, but someone that can be able to take that role without tying us down to that one. The calendar falls on the program planning now. The annual calendar, there's not a lot of changes on that one. It's just organized now to a direct and indirect services along with program planning and support. Just some more focus on those areas on where you're, what items you are doing and where they're being tied into. Um, the weekly calendar, there's nothing, nothing really changed on that one. It's just a, um, a template has been provided to be a guide for you when you're filling it out. Annual student outcome goals has been created to review and revise each year folks based on the based on achievement and attend achievement attendance and discipline data rather than participation in the mindset and behaviors what that is is just reviewing the data that you collect over the year and then reviewing next year so you continue to plan your program effectively um a lot of this stuff did not really change except for you know participation mindset and outcome and when you create your lesson plans that used to be process perception and outcome now when you look at a participation mindset behavior and outcome those three things are part of your lesson plan who you're affecting what they're learning and how did it affect it how the students are affected in it so when you're doing those three things right there those they just change the verbiage when you when you're looking at a model nothing's really changed except the wording of it the phrasing to fit what it's actually doing so if you if you feel a little overwhelmed with the model changing over it's not really that much that's changed in it except how it's worded and what it's used for it's a plus so that way we it's a, it's more simplified and streamlined to a point where we'll be able to more understand how to create a comprehensive program for our buildings and our administrators to see the work that we're doing as counselors now we're gonna be right back with the assess part of the ASCA national model. Now the assess component was previously the accountability Whereas emphasizing ongoing formative assessment of the counseling program to inform improvements to the design and implementation implementation of the school counseling program. So, of course, fourth edition, um, the section is called program assessment and school counseling assessment and appraisal. Where you want to assess something, you want to see how it is before the year and appraisal. You want to see what you've shown to 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 um, validate what you did during the school year. This is a short section, 
So it's not a lot to it, but some tips on or analyzing what you're doing and how you're doing it before you do it is the main part of this section right here. And we're looking at it, the school counselor competencies assessment. That's basically a, um, a walk through your department and what you guys are doing as school counselors and has a in place, partial in place and not in place. And what can you do to make sure that you can be in place on a lot of the content areas? Believe it or not, a lot of us are doing the comprehensive work of a school council department. The problem is we're, we, we feel like we don't. We feel like we don't, we don't get enough contact with students. Well, we actually do might not be the 80%. I've seen maybe a couple schools get 80% in my area. It's a, it's the hardest thing to do is get 80%, but what can we do to make sure we get that 80% or get closer to it? So we do, that's where the assessment comes in and where, what, what are we doing? What we need to back off a little bit and where our duties come from. And are we touching on the, the various things that ask us looking for in a comprehensive program and a appraisal template. That is a guide to, to document all the things that you're doing during your program for that year. So like artifacts, like if you're, um, if you're in Georgia, you have teaks, teaks and leaks. You have artifacts to show that you're hitting each standard on that evaluation. And a great way to do that is, you know, lesson plans, pre and post test data, uh, some of your actual lessons, what you're doing, um, time assessment for as you know, you have scooter course, you have counselor app, uh, some folks use Google Google Forms. Um, some people just like the old pen and paper format, especially with the ASCA forms that they have. And you might be able to use Microsoft Forms, but it's not as comprehensive. It's not as you know intuitive as Google Forms. But some districts do not want Google and Microsoft to communicate because of the security risk with Google. But some districts have used Google and they're fine with using Google, but collect the artifacts to make sure that you're showing your program will show your effectiveness and the need for councils in, in, our, in your building and in your district. So those are the main things as far as assessing your programs. It's a real short section if you're looking at what you're trying to do with your program, but making sure you're analyzing and collecting the data and disaggregating it to show have you closed any gaps? Have this decreased? What have you, what this program was able to do to increase student achievement across the board in academics, attendance, and behavior? You can even use career readiness, where if you're in school where only 25% of my eighth graders have narrowed it down to three three career goals. Where you well, you see, you say my goal is to have 80% of my eighth graders to know what specific, uh, specified occupation they want to work work on. In Georgia, of course, we use GCIS. Um, you know, you do a needs assessment, sixth grade, seventh grade, you do the career clusters. So you learn about the clusters in eighth grade, you go into the specified occupations. You can also talk about dual enrollment and individual graduation plan. Also, Georgia's throwing in um, a career, um, I think career assessment with U-Science. And I haven't played with U Science as of yet, but um, I think last year we used CIS 360, 
as a free resource for students to uh, assess with their careers, what they want to do. And you could with the A grade, of course. And if we're still using that next year, we're probably going to have them print their results. So that way they'll know what they're, they, how they answer the questions. But, this, but the, the assess portion is basically just how you're accountable in your program. It is not a lot of changes in this section from ASCA. It's just some, like I said in the previous segment, it's the, a lot of the verbiage and the wording has changed to make the program, make the comprehensive program more action oriented and proactive for us to show that we are a proactive position. Now we're going to have Africa Hamilton coming up next. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Council Connection. I am your host, Fabian Bix, and we have on our podcast is Africa Hamilton, a middle school counselor at Howard Middle School. How you doing, Africa? Hey, I'm doing great. What about you? I'm doing well. This rain has messed up homecoming, so... Oh, yes. so <laughs> yes, ugly. So we're going to get right into it. Uh, tell everybody about yourself, um, where you went to school at, and all that good stuff. Hey, so my name is Africa Hamilton, like Fabian said. Um, I graduated undergrad from Mercy University. Um, I got a Bachelor of Art and Psychology. And then I got my Master's of School Counselor from Georgia State. Um, I'm currently at Howard Hill School, as he said, um, within Bill County. I'm the seventh grade school counselor there. Um, and I love it. I love everything about school counseling. So how was your first, we'll say... 75 days have gone so far. So for me, I felt like just coming straight out of grad school that I was going to pretty much see everything that I saw within like internships, especially when it came to like the ASCA national model um, and just building a um, comprehensive school counseling program. But um, just within these first couple of months, I feel like we have a lot of elements of it, but it's nothing that's like set in stone like yeah we're running a school counseling program but it's, it's just very different from you know the things that you learn in graduate uh, graduate school so for me I think one of the biggest things that I've been doing is just kind of becoming an advocate for the ASCA national model and especially with data because I know data is one of the biggest things that can really help um help you advocate for a comprehensive school counseling program um especially when it comes to Um, learning what to say, what not to say. Um, that's the 
years, um, just working with the social worker on a lot of different things. Um, also learning how to be proactive and not reactive to a lot of situations. Um, I say that because at Howard Middle School, I was counseling this is our first year here at Howard. So a lot of times, you know, we, we don't know what was in place last year. We only, you know, go off of what we heard. So a lot of times I feel like the first couple of months that has been us being reactive to, you know, the things that's going on instead of being proactive and putting in some interventions and different things like that. So I feel like this year we got a slow start on actually building our counseling program. But right now I feel like we are just now getting our head above waters and just kind of getting the hang of things. Well, that's at least how I feel. I think everybody dealing with the exact same thing you guys are dealing with so don't feel like you're alone in that trust me and yeah. as you know your program putting together a comprehensive program going to take time it's not going to it's not like a microwave and nothing like that so it's like a, right. a, it's kind of like an easy bait oven you just <laughs> going to have to let it cook and, let, and just yeah. hope, hope for it to get done now you're, you're saying implement the you do you do a lot of advocacy with the students so it's not like you got the grass on the direct part as far as your your counselor department, what are you guys doing as far as assessing and managing what you guys are doing? So I think that's kind of one of the biggest things that we're working on. Um, for me, I did a, a needs assessment. So I, um, have you heard of clickers? I've heard of clickers. Okay, so I did a clickers needs assessment. So when I did my um, beginning of the introductory uh, counseling lesson within the school, well, seventh grade, I did a quicker, pretty much just kind of assessing where the students are and, you know, what, what was some of their needs and just kind of, like, getting feedback from a lot of teachers and just figuring out um, some of the needs within the school. So I think that's kind of how we, or I could say me, myself, how I started to try to manage some of those behaviors and try to collect some data um, to create some interventions within the counseling program. I'm gonna have to start using Plickers. I've downloaded and just just never used it. I just started using Nearpod, so I kind of like it. It controls my lesson and controls how the tempo goes and everything. You, you, you had a chance to use Nearpod yet? I haven't. What is that? How, like how does it work? Let's say, for instance, if, um, it's more friendly with Google Google um slides, or you, you can okay, create, okay. create the slides in there. You could implement um videos or activities, pre pre and post assessments in it, and you control the PowerPoint. And and the kids can't go no further than you want them to go, so you can put oh, time wow. limits on it and get to do it. Cause and I'm, what is it called again? It's called Nearpot. It's free when you if you're yeah. signing with your on what our Bib County sign on. So it's something we can use for us lessons. If oh, you do okay, like, yeah, I'm definitely gonna have to try to use that. Cause quicker, um, in order to use the free one, you only get five questions to ask, so mm. it's it's pretty limited. But that was my first time even, you know, using something like that. I just like it because it's very interactive, especially with the middle schoolers. It's not just a, you know, paper and pencil type thing. So I just wanted to do something different. But I'm going to have to look into that. Yeah, I might have to use that one just to, just to test it out. But near part, I'm gonna start using right. my lesson, especially with career career readiness. I think seventh grade got to do the clusters. I think. Uh huh. The career clusters, right? So that's a couple of videos on YouTube that you can probably implement with that as well. For hmm. that. I'm that. Now, do you have any aspirations of, of um trying ramp or are you just trying to feel your way out this year and then go from there? I think I'm just trying to feel my way out this year. Um, I 
think my biggest thing was this year being the first year camp. So just kind of build my way out, you know. Um, just try to put certain things in place. So when I do think about ramping, it'll be a little bit easier. Like I said, like for me, I feel like we're starting from the bottom up just because all of us are new counselors there. Um, and just kind of just get the basics in place, like collecting data, collecting needs assessment, um, just creating certain interventions. So we're starting small groups towards the end of um, October, November. So just trying to like get things in place. Um, that I feel like counselor my other counselor when i when i got hired and she wanted to do rent okay. my first year i was like oh man that's that's crazy but she wanted to do it we could have did it but i was like man that's just too much my first year then she went out on leave with a knee surgery and just never picked it back up i think she was ready to retire after i after she came back oh, and i was like man that's yeah. it but um are you all looking to rent this year i'm we got a new counselor this year um she's she's been in the county for a while but i think this year i think she's finding her way and I think we're doing the things. I just think we need to just we collect the data and just write the rationale. I think we could probably do it. Okay. Because okay. what we're doing in our zone, we're doing uh, East, a, a collaborative with the councils in our zone. The high schools did, uh, wasn't able to participate with us, so we started it back uh -huh. in January. But we collaborate with data and and lessons, and we do a zone advisory council. And oh, wow. so that way we could keep it. We have the same um, board member that's supposed to be there. So we share the board member. We share our data through the, all the stakeholders from, from our schools. And we present it that way. So that way we want to have like five different meetings. Well, 10 different meetings. Right. 10 different meetings. Right. We have two. We just present all our data twice a year. So that way that, that we meet the, um, the requirements for, for the ramp. So if, if we do ramp, we have that documentation. And we use right. that meeting to, to implement that. Plus, that's another another piece of uh, advocacy and collaboration right. within the, within our zones because we have the same students. We're sharing the same students, so we might as well share the share the data and we can collaborate yeah. with what students who might be frequent flyers or whatnot. So that's something I want to try to push to Beverly. See, like if zones could do that as far as working together and sharing data anyway. That plus that gives you more more of an opportunity to collaborate with the other councils in your zone so that way you could they might have some right. lessons they did you could just change it to the to your um level and i really love that because i was trying to figure out a way that i could partner with um just our elementary even our high school students especially when it comes to just like transitional fifth grade to sixth grade and eighth grade to ninth grade <clears throat> so i think that is a great idea because i think dinah is the high school council ninth grade counselor at howard so i think that should be uh -huh. a great resource also as far as 
collaborators so that way you could like you got the students are taking high school courses then you can help them push those pathways you can crosswalk all that stuff into it so right um yeah i'm definitely gonna look into that i like that idea i'm trying to think of anything to ask you because you done answered everything that i asked you already in in the first <laughs> couple minutes um what's the one thing that you didn't expect when you as coming as a first year counselor So I feel like, and I was talking to, um, I'm not sure if you're, you know, done, man, um, mm-hmm. working at Georgia Department of Education. So, yeah, I was working under her um, as a grad student ambassador. And one of the things that um, I talked to her about was just how I feel like with an internship, and I mean, I really love Georgia State and our program that we had there. I really feel like it really prepared us to enter into our first year. But one of the things that I really wish within my internship is that I actually had a small caseload that me alone, I handled myself. Like, as far as when it comes down to emailing teachers, when it comes down to taking grades or just meeting with that student or creating small groups or, you know, dealing with that parent, um, setting up meetings. I feel like that was something that I wasn't quite prepared for, especially when it came to... um, parent-teacher meetings or um, interacting with parents on the level that school council has to interact with parents or just calling parents about different things. I think that's one of the things that I feel like um, I personally wasn't prepared for. I mean, of course, you know, I I knew how to do it, but it just wasn't prepared for it for the extreme that you have to do it. Um, Even when it came to just, like, emailing, especially uh, within our district, let's talk. So figuring navigating through Lex Talk and um, different things of that sort, I think kind of was a shocker for me this year. And I didn't realize also um, just the challenges, because for me, once I got hired um, at Howard, I thought I was going to come in with the counselor who was already there. So one of the challenges also is being new to a building with also two other new counselors within the building. So not having anything from the past to kind of feed off of has been very challenging, I would say, uh, for the first couple of months just being a new school counselor. Um, but I will say I have some really, really strong mentors um, within the district, so I feel like I do get a lot of support, especially with um, Dr. Stewart. She's amazing. Um, and the amount of professional development that Bill County offers, I feel like, is great so it's not that you know i'm drowning as a first year counselor but those are some of the difficulties i feel like graduate and they should prepare me for well i appreciate your candor and taking your time out on a saturday to come on my podcast i really do appreciate it of course of course and we'll i'll see you on thursday then at uh, our council meeting oh yes yes i'll see you man i appreciate it all right And we'll be right back with more Council Connection. Welcome back to the podcast. You know you can find my podcast on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and on iTunes. Um, you can find my page, favethecounselor.weebly.com. I'm also on Twitter, the Twitter, Fabian the PSC. Those are some of the ways you can find me on 
social media. Um, I don't have I don't have a school council Facebook page, but I don't plan on having it anytime soon. But um, my guest that I had earlier today, um, Africa Hamilton, you can follow her on Twitter at, at Hamilton Africa. Um, you can follow my school, Appling Middle School, at Appling PSC. Um, we also have a segment called the Parent Portal, where if you go on our website on Anchor, anchor.fm forward slash Fabian dash Vix. You can send a message on there, ask any questions, any concerns, any thoughts about the show, anything like that. We welcome all feedback, good and and improve, improve improvement wise. We're not afraid of criticism. That's that's part of the job to become better. If you don't get criticized, how can you get better? Um. Hopefully, we have some more counselors around the nation coming on with us. As you know, my previous podcast we had. Uh, Pomona Unified and Jim Deacon was on a couple weeks ago. Um, of course, we had some local counselors, and we're also still looking for administrators to join our um, podcast to talk about what they see the role of the counselor now versus, uh, we'll say, ten years ago, ten to twelve years ago. What is the the role of the counselor then and now and going forward? Um, I'm also looking at changing a small bit of the format of the show. I definitely want your feedback on this. I'm thinking about doing bi-weekly for my podcast. Just thinking about um, going every two weeks because I'm, I'm coming back off a break, small little break, and I'm just trying to make sure I'm more effective for my 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 review with my listeners. Um, I'm thinking about doing bi-weekly. I'm not sure yet, but feedback on on the Twitter, or you could leave a message on. On my anchor page, anchor.fm forward slash Fabian dash Um We'll be right back with my final thought. Fabe's final thought. As on the previous podcast, we talked about our school becoming an operational school with PBIS and I told you that was an unexpected praise and how that that moment kind of took me by surprise and still taking me by surprise because now that it was an unexpected praise pretty much of the work that our building was doing for PBIS now comes the unexpected expectations of it so Earlier, we you know our building is a turnaround school. We um we're trying to get get off that list, and you know uh, the people from the state um, turnaround office comes in every week and goes over some information with us and our data and what we're doing to to um, get our students back on level and what can we do to improve our numbers and you know that side of the type of stuff so um our representative that's coming to our building um no nice lady um miss jones mr bix hey how you doing um talk to me about pbis talk to me about you know your career class talk to me about 
this and yeah, blah, 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 that type of stuff. So, okay, Mr. Vicks, so, you walk into your office? Okay, I'll walk with you. I'm thinking, okay. So, I'm just thinking, you know, just small chat. We was in there for 30 minutes looking at data from how we went from a emerging to operation school and what are we doing to go distinguish. And for two days straight, my principal, Dr. Griff Stewart, she's, she's a hoot. She's, she's hilarious. She's, she's, she's cool. She say, "Hey, uh, Bix, Mr. Bix, uh, so what are we doing to get get on um, distinguished? What are you tell me what we're gonna do to get distinguished? Next day, Bix, I, I know, I know you can do it. What are you gonna do to get be a dis- to get us distinguished? Calandra, our PBIS coordinator. Hey, uh, Fabian, what are you gonna do to get get your move your school to distinguish? Hey, um, look at the data from last year and your goals and." Tell us what, what's your goal for the for the year. So put a pen into conversation with me, Ms. Jones, and going back to Monday with our PBS coaching meeting was on Monday. And so I was looking at it like we emerging, emerging operational. So so, she, so I read my hand like just what I'm looking at doing as far as how we can become distinguished. So like so what's what level you are you guys are now, like we're operational. Where's your goal? To, to try to keep operational. They're like, uh, I'm gonna talk to you when I do your walkthrough on my day. You're gonna have some things that's some things you know you're gonna you know you're gonna be distinguished. I'm like, well I'm just trying to hold on to what we got because it was unexpected. I'm happy to be where I'm at. Well I tell you I'm still can't believe we're we're distinct we're operational school. But in the great words of Uncle Ben from the first Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire, not not um, Andrew Garfield. You know, great, great powers come great responsibility. I'm paraphrasing it. With great power comes great responsibility, and being an operational school is is a great power. Slight issue is now it's a great responsibility to maintain that maintain that rating. So I've seen some schools that was that operation went all the way down to installing or schools that dropped down to emerging. And some schools even went up to distinguish based on what they're doing in their buildings to build that culture and climate with PBIS. Now, this podcast is not strictly about PBIS. I'm just talking about in the moment right now with unexpected expectations. It was unexpected for us to be operational. I didn't realize I was gonna have so much expectation now to to take it to a whole nother level. I I wasn't I didn't know that it's gonna be a lot more work to just to to keep it distinguished and the extra extra report and extra work we got to do on that as a team. And I I'm, I'm up for the challenge. I just don't want to get everybody's hopes up. But I just want to make sure I don't want to let nobody down and what we're doing in our building with PBIS. And having a conversation with Ms. Jones on on Wednesday just took me back, took me back a little bit where I'm like, we're operational school now. This is where the where the meat finna hit the hit the cutting board. This is where the fat finna get cut off at. They want nothing but straight meat 
on this plate. And it's going to be a lot of work. It's going to be hard work. But the unexpected expectation that we got from moving up in the, in the demographics that we have in our building and the numbers we had over the last four years have gotten a lot better. It's just unexpected that everybody's looking at us now as an operational school. We want to see what we're doing as as a team and as a, as a collective in our building and how we're running PBIS. And looking at it now, it is an honor to to be recognized like that. And people are looking at you guys operational. Wow, y'all really doing something over there. It just sometimes some days it don't feel like it. Some days it feels like it's is in vain. It's like there's no way. But with the things we have in place and the processes and the right people in the right place at the right time and It makes it worth it and makes it makes the challenge worth it for the unexpected expectation that we're getting from all over the place. And I just hope that I'm up for it. My team is up for it. Our staff is up for it. Our students are up for it because we could just give them the tools to use, tools to become better, but it's up to them. I could give you the tools to build a house. I can't make you build the house. Just that simple. And that's our job as teachers to show the kids how to use to how to build that house. It's up to them to build it properly and build it the right way. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Um, I appreciate everyone that listens to it. And um, we out.